I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Gaze on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I am Declan. And I'm Ned. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Happy Valley Season 3. How exciting. The final season. Back after six years. Yes. And gone as fast as it arrived. You know, when they only do six episodes in the UK, it does feel really quick, doesn't it? Yeah, but I do prefer a six-episode series to a 24-episode yeah, series. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Americans just take things too far. Um, I, We'll be talking spoilers throughout, as always, so proceed with caution and get yourself on BBC iPlayer and get caught up and then come back. Um, But before all that, Ned, I'd love to know what you've been watching since we last recorded. Oh, well, I've actually got back into watching a few films because I did have a couple of weeks off. Um... Although I've only watched two without you, which is unusual. Um, I watched the second Kill Bill. Did you like it? I did, yeah. I'm glad that they split Kill Bill into two films and didn't try and do like five hours all in one. Which would be very Tarantino, to be fair. It would, wouldn't it? It did just feel like all one film, to be honest. Um, Very much enjoyed it. Excellent action. Well, he only it as one film. yeah. Because he says he's only going to make, is it nine, ten films? And technically, I think he's already made ten, but he classes... But Kill Bill as one, so yeah. he's still got one in him. See what else he comes up with when another movie idea comes <laughs> up to him, when he's, not done te- when he's done ten. I like Tarantino film, because I feel like none of the characters waste any words. Everything's really intentional, and you oh. don't have to waste any time with it. Interesting. Um, yes, so a strong verdict on that one. I think I gave it... I gave it whatever the same star rating as I gave the first one. I think it's like four or five, four and a half, five, something like that. Um, and I also watched Luckiest Girl in the World on, uh, nope, that's not what it's called. Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. Is that the Mila Kunis one? It is, actually, yes. Oh. Um, quite a, um, what's the word? Harrowing? Almost more arresting, confronting. Wow. Very, um, yeah, really strong, strong film. Definitely, definitely needs to come with a trigger warning, though. Like, I know they've added a message at the end of, about, like... Domestic violence. Yeah, if you know anyone who's been affected by such and such, you can go to this website. But, yeah, really could have done with a, a trigger warning at the start. Cause Is I it know. that brutal? It's, um, yeah, you kind of watch it happen. Oh. And then it's like all the way through it's really really talking about um what she went through as a teenager so yeah lots of stuff about school shootings lots of stuff about rape just very heavy but an excellent movie 
Um, and then we watched The Whale yeah. at the cinema, didn't we, together? We did, Brendan Fraser. You went with five, I went with three and a half. I really enjoyed it and it made me cry at the end, so I figured, why not? And I think with me, I did fall asleep for a little bit, so it wasn't a true review. Um, it was one of those snuggy Sunday afternoon films in the cinema where mm. it was really warm in there and I had my big coat and it, I just was like, oh, mm. I'm going. Um, so I did. And But yeah, it's it's... I understand why he's up for all of the awards that he's getting up, like he's up for. It was really interesting. I listened to an interview that with him, mm. and he said how the fat suit that he wore like couldn't have a single seam on it because if it, if anyone spotted a theme, it would have made it a lot more comedy. Yeah, they really than... put a lot of thought and effort into making it not a caricature of a fat person. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it it's good. It's it's very awardsy, and it and it is based on a play. And when I read that, I wasn't shocked because at times I was watching it, I thought, "Well, I this think feels like I am watching a play on the big screen." You know, it's set in primarily one house. It's way... not not primarily one house. There's it is. No there's not a shots. single not a single external scene apart from onto the porch. It's just the way people were coming in and out the door. It was literally they were coming in and off the, the set of yeah. the play. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was really good, that. We've also started another franchise that we've added to the list. Um, because with the new Evil Dead film coming this year, I've never actually seen any of them. So we watched the first one from the early 1980s, which... I can understand would have been really scary when it first came out, but unfortunately, I thought it was more funny than scary now. Well, it's only funny because special effects have come so far. Well, I did think the I did say this to you when we watched it. I did think the practical effects were quite good. Yeah, for the time, I was really well. impressed by it. Like, I was glad it wasn't a particularly scary film because I don't think I was necessarily in the mood for a particularly scary film. But it was really good, and it was a bit creepy and weird. Um, and they clearly put a lot of work into all of those practical effects, so... Do you know yes. what you gave it star rate, not off the top of your head? Uh, I might say three. I gave mine three. High rating. And then Ned talked on a previous episode, whilst you get your star rating, about... Yeah, it was three how you'd watch the first Puss in Boots. So I caught up on that, and I think I preferred the first one more than you did. Um, I think I gave it three. But my God, the second one that we watched in the cinema this weekend, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, is way better than any Puss in Boots film you would ever think would be. Do you know, I feel like I might have underrated it, because I gave it three and a half star. But... I do keep remembering bits of it, which is a good sign. And I've heard interviews about it since and like knowing what went into making it as well as making me like it even more. Yeah. So maybe if I were to rewatch it, I would give it more stars. I do like the fact that, you know, it, it has some big themes in it, you know, facing your own mortality. and It's like existential anxiety. Yeah. And like that character, Death. The wolf was really quite scary mm. um, and I loved how they played with the animation style which a lot of studios are getting a lot more 
prone to doing because of the success of Into the Spider-Verse and just how that really changed the game with different animation styles Um, and I almost loved that Puss himself was kind of still kind of looked how he did in the first film but then all the things going on around him the fight scenes and different effects were all really different animation styles and I think that really helped with kind of the colour palette of the film and how you got into it and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah oh i heard something as well apparently they made it to be rewatched. like they're hoping that a lot of people will watch it again and notice the things that they've put in like ooh. apparently little bit of a spoiler listener so do take care apparently the wolf is in that scene you know the crowd that are watching puss in boots in the first scene where he's fighting that giant star oh, really? apparently he's there uh-huh, so death is already kind of... And other such things, yeah. Lurking towards it. Yeah. Um, oh. um, and one last thing, I did not mention... If listeners will know that Ned can't watch The Last of Us due to its zombie connotations, even though it's not quite zombies, but, I mean, it is. Um, but I just want to mention the third episode, which is one of the finest episodes of TV ever, I would say. Um... You know, it really take, takes away from the main narrative and we follow a gay couple during that kind of time. And Did we not talk about this last no, episode? No, no. I wrote it on the show notes, but I didn't actually speak about it. Definitely. Oh. I um, do feel a bit gutted that I can't watch it because I feel like I'm missing out on some, like, um, on a pivotal moment in queer representation on tv whilst they were both two gay men as well they were like two not stereotypically good looking gay men although murray bartlett is pretty sexy in my opinion so is nick hofferman well i just saw on twitter a really funny tweet where it was like this woman pausing and it was like just watched uh the last of us episode three and it was her in a bear flag dress (laughs) I was really laughing <laughs> as if she's like bare rights. Um, so yeah, it was just really good, and I have watched the fourth episode now, and I'm just really enjoying it. I think it's so well written, and yeah, at the minute it's like, what is the distinguishing feature from other kind of post-apocalyptic shows? But I definitely think it's how how much you care about the characters, mm, yeah, um, which is apparently why the game was game changing because, um. It was a lot more narrative. It was it was almost like you were playing a movie or a TV show, and you were just witness to the to the story. Um, so yeah, great stuff. Yeah, well, that's fun. What's been in the news this week, King? So the the news is quite light at the minute because I think there's a lot to drop this weekend with Super Bowls. Same with kind of when we get to Trailer Trash or Treasure. There's not much coming out because I think there's absolutely loads of trailers to come out with the Super Bowl. Um, but I just wanted to talk about an article that um, well I read it on Forbes, but I've seen that um Netflix kind of put a press release out about it. Like, why do Netflix cancel shows? And there's a lot going on at the minute about how they cancel a lot of young adult TV shows like 1899, um, The Winx Saga. I wouldn't be surprised if the new Lockwood and Cole only got one season. And they came out and said that they've never cancelled a popular show. Well, that's not true. I know. And I think it's how they deem 
what a popular show is and because they look at everything so algorithmically and how how does it stay on that homepage? Yeah. I think they look at it that way. But I think with a changing landscape of streaming, they need to give people some time to find these shows because there's so much content now. It's like mm. when Netflix first started, everybody was watching whatever was on Netflix. Because Netflix week, was, it was the streaming platform. The only one. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now it's like, oh no, I'm on, I'm on Sky Atlantic or... I'm on Disney Plus, like, let me come back to Netflix and actually find a show. Yeah. But then, I don't know about you, but when I, I've heard really good things about 1899, but when I hear it's been cancelled... Why like, bother watching the first season? The yeah. Um, so... But then, on the flip side, you've got other platforms making half a season and pretending like it's a full season. Not miss again. Yellow Jackets take note. It wasn't like that. It was. It was two half seasons patched together, which would have been fine if they'd have finished any of the storylines. Well, they're, they're doing, they've got a five season <sighs> arc. King, we're going to get some answers. So we're going to have two and a half by the end of it, are we? <laughs> but Honestly. Yes, very kind of light, but, you know, I just wanted to highlight that apparently Netflix don't cancel any popular shows. So if you really care about some of your shows, watch it. Quickly, maybe not Netflix. Just, not just in a month. If you love a show, you've got to watch it that first weekend, guys, so it, it sticks around. Well, Netflix, then, if you're all big on climate change, apparently binging a TV show has a higher carbon footprint than watching it episode by episode. How does that work? I don't know, but more than one place on the internet says it. Mm. And it has recently come to my attention. Um, but. I was going to say something. Netflix not cancelling popular shows. Popular with who? The robots that run the algorithm. Yeah, or no, the humans that make it and watch it. Did you ever watch Glow? Yeah, loved it. They actually had that final season in the can, like they'd filmed it. And, and they, they just never bothered? No. Fuming. No. So imagine all that wasted results of how much goes into actually starting the filming. Exactly. The show, like, once you've saying, made it, it's not going you might as well release it. Well, that's like that Batwoman film that's now being canned. That what what? Batwoman. Batwoman. Batgirl, yeah, Batgirl. But apparently the new CEO, not James Gunn, the other one, of mm. DC Studios has said it was unreleasable and it would have done more damage to the brand than... As in, like, it was bad? It was really bad, yeah. Right, okay. So, more fill them. They need to make sure they're looking at the creative teams a bit more, don't they? Yeah. Um... I've lost where we are now. What a time we've had. (laughs) But now it's time to cast our mind into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of film. It's time now for trailer, trash or treasure. What have we got this week, King? So as I said in the news section, it's quite light because a lot of trailers are holding back on the um, trailers due to the Super Bowl coming up. Oh, yeah, you called it The Game last the week. Game. What the am I supposed game. to do with that? The Big Game. The, the Big the, Game. The, everybody knows it as, thanks. Um, I bet our listeners know that's what I was talking about. But they do now. And so I had a look on YouTube to see what's come out. And I think it's called, is it The Inspection? It is called The Inspection. And the reason I picked it is it's a queer film. Oh, how wonderful. So, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, Watch along if you wish, and we'll see you after the sparkles. Right, my first comment on that is, I don't understand why they have to shout. 
Like, I know you need some discipline when you're in the army, but the way they shout at each other, I just don't get it. Would you want to give the listeners a little bit of context? Yes. So, (laughs) the inspection follows a African-American Marine who wants to join the Marines. He's not a Marine. Well, he wants to be a Marine. Yeah. And he is gay. Um... Gayer than two left shoes, as his mother puts it so yeah. kindly. So um, it kind of follows that trajectory. And like in one scene that the sergeant or whatever they're called, like shouts, have you ever, ha- are you or have you ever been a homosexual? He's like, no, sir. And I'm like, it's just a lot. But it looks very good. It does. And at the beginning, it kind of flashes up that, it was part of New York and Toronto Film Festival, whether that was last year or the year before, because these sometimes take a while to get distributed. But I think looks... it was a 2022 film, so... Well, it looks very good. Yeah. Um, it's A24, so it's you know it's always going to have a certain amount of quality. Has it got a release date yet? Uh, I don't know if it has, actually. You'll have to put UK release. Yeah. I know. I was just. No, I know. I know. I know. I know how to use the internet. Well, sixteenth of October. No, it's not. It's not. How do you know? Because it hasn't been out yet. Here. Oh, that says twenty twenty two. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So. Unless it just didn't Feb. go. Oh. You'll have to. Basically, it's a really small indie film, so you'll definitely just have to seek it out. It probably will only go into. A very, very limited release. But um, we definitely recommend it because we'll be watching it when we can find it somewhere. And looks great. It does, yeah. Would you say Trailer Trash or Treasure? I'd say Treasure. So would I. Okay. Excellent. Right, so, yeah. Well, with that, it is time for this week's headline feature. We'll be talking Happy Valley Season 3, coming up after this break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, then. Let's talk Happy Valley. Um, A little bit of background. I only recently watched Happy Valley Seasons 1 and 2, probably a couple of months ago, when the BBC kind of started pushing that, you know, like, catch up on Happy Valley now before the final third season returns. Whereas, I believe I watched Season 1 as it was broadcast on TV. 
And then a few years later, I had a bit of a phase of watching all the British police dramas that I could find on the internet. And I ended up watching Happy Valley season one another twice and season two another at least once. It's just great and quite quickly i fell for its charm and its yorkshireness and its Mm. acting and it's how well written it is and i was so ready you know for being somebody who's quite a fresh convert to happy valley i was so ready for this third and final season and i will say i do not think it has disappointed you know to wait how many years six years before seven years 2016 was uh season yeah, um, and then they made it in 2022. Yeah. Released it on, what, New Year's Day this year, was it? Yeah, the first yeah. episode. And there was, like, it's been everywhere. Like, everybody's talking about it. You know, being in Yorkshire, you feel, you know, it has a real strong sense of place, being kind of... Wasn't that cool how, at the weekend just gone, we went for a walk in Todmorden, didn't we? Yeah. With our good friends, Emma and Josh. Hello, Emma and Josh. Um, and we could see bits and bobs. Mm. We were like, "Oh, is that from Happy Valley? Yeah. Oh, is that from it? Looks and like it. I think it. one of them noticed that you could see Studley Pike, which is where we walked to, in the backdrop to one of the scenes in Happy Valley. So oh. it was nice. I always like being able to spot things, like familiar features on TV. Interesting. Yeah was cool to see. Mm. Um, it does feel like, you know, you are in Happy Valley when you see it, um, you know, when you go up there. But, so, what was kind of, apparently, the wait, primarily, this was always planned by writer-director Sally Wainwright, was they were basically waiting for Ryan's character, who is played by... Oh, help me, help me, help me. He's not on the list. Um, he is played by Reese Connor. Who, they were waiting for him to grow up, and that was always the plan. Um, so at the beginning of the season, we kind of find a, you know, a, a, a younger, is he a young adult? Is he 16, 15, 16, 16 Ryan? Um, you know, he's kind of making his own decisions. Uh, Tommy Lee is in prison for the variety of different crimes that he committed um and we kind of left it where at the end of season two they were kind of sending letters to each other and and seeing what happens isn't tommy lee the one that married pamela anderson no that pam was and tommy 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 lee jones was he no because tommy lee royce is the guy in this yeah no was he not just called tommy lee no he was something um so but quite like all seasons of happy valley you've got that main kind of story of what happened with tommy lee royce and how that goes and how that affected uh catherine's daughter oh, i was just, just called tommy, tommy lee? lee um how that affects catherine's daughter but also you've kind of got the the crimes that are happening in the happy valley so in season three we're kind of you've got this pharmacist pharmacist faisal who's kind of been blackmailed by the Knezeviches who have been a gang that have kind of gone throughout all of the seasons um, and is kind of giving people knockoff diazepam. Um, and then you've also got 
another layer to that where the the main person that he's giving the drugs to um his her husband who's abusing her both psychologically and physically um is ryan's pe teacher so like all seasons of happy volley you're thinking how are all these stories intersecting with one another are they what's the reason for it and you quite often think the way you think it's going to go isn't often the way it goes so yeah i'd agree with that one some highlights for the season for me we'll get obviously we'll discuss the ending right at the end because that makes sense i guess yeah it starts so strong when that skeleton is found and she has that scene with the inspectors and she's like, I know who the body is. I know who it is. I'd recognize I'd recognize them teeth those anywhere. teeth anywhere. Um, and just kind of really brings you straight back to exactly how she is. Like, she is such a good police officer. She um, is the best she, sergeant, they, honestly. Yorkshire police, as they call it. Will Played be, by Sarah Lancashire. Did we mention that? Already? No, I don't think no. so. Um, will be that police force, that fictional police force will sorely miss her. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of brings you straight in and she knows the stuff and she's also retiring, isn't she? Yeah, it's um, it's her last couple of weeks at work or something. Well, actually, it starts quite a few months because when she meets those inspectors, he goes to, oh, you've only got a few months left. She's like, and she counts down. She's like, I've got seven months, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And then it flashes forward six yeah. months yeah. after that. So then we really get into the story of uh, Neil and Claire. Claire have been helping Ryan to so, go see his yeah. dad, Tommy Lee, in prison. Claire, Catherine's sister. sister. Yeah. Um. And Tommy Lee Royce is Ryan's dad who abused Ryan's mum. Yeah. Who was Catherine's daughter. Becky. Becky. Yeah. Um, And that's why Catherine hates Tommy Lee Royce so much because it led to the death of Becky. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Royce hates Catherine so much because he blames her for not telling him that Ryan was ever born and for killing his own, his mother, even though she didn't. Like, I try and put myself into Ryan's shoes and say, like, at that age, when you are quite young and impressionable, and it kind of comes out of him later on that he wanted to make his own mind up about his dad. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't really told him what his dad had, had done really yeah but like he knew that he'd poured petrol all over himself in front of him yeah in the last season yeah he knew that he'd battered his grandma and put her into hospital for weeks on end yeah obviously he didn't know that he'd raped his mum no and that way he was like a child of abuse Mm-mm. um but like i wouldn't want anything to do with him and I know Tommy Lee Royce is very clever at manipulation. Yeah, and also maybe like part of the reason Ryan wanted to go on his own was because when Tommy is finally locked up and stuff, he's not really a threat while he's in prison. 
Yeah. So maybe that's the safest place for Ryan to go and make his mind up. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And he also probably was thinking, fuck, I hope I don't turn out like him. Well, if I think I've he was, his, wasn't he? If I've yeah. got his DNA, I need to know I'm not similar to him. And the only way to know you're not similar to him is to go and see him, isn't it? Yeah. And I love that episode where Catherine kind of tracks them down, uh, Neil and Claire, mm. taking Ryan to the to Sheffield. To, and I was kind of spotting signs on the M, whatever it is, thinking, oh, I know, they actually do look like they're going to Sheffield. Yeah. Um, but it's like when she was behind her on the phone, how kind of, like, not scary because it wasn't scary, but how she just knew. Yeah. And then she came into the cafe and she just goes, oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Cut to end credits and we had to wait a week. A whole week. To see what God. happened. Um, but yeah, like, oh, just so well written. It's it's really realistic oh for a police drama. And just looking at some trivia. Mm. The Sergeant Kaywood is mentioned on a different BBC drama, The Last Tango in Halifax. Well, The Last Tango what in Halifax is universe. written by, or directed, or both by Sally Wainwright as well. Created and written, yes. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just, I loved that episode. And I also loved the epi- the bit where... So Faisal kills the woman he's been supplying diazepam to. By accident. No. I don't think he meant to kill her. I think the first strike was an accident, but then I think he went Oh, yeah, he panicked a bit and started actually killing her. Put her in a suitcase, Ned. Yeah, and then he injected her with air. With air, so she had an aneurysm. Yeah, yeah, I think he... uh... Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) I think he meant to do that. But I liked when... Faisal kind of thinks he's got away with it. Yeah. And he thinks he's well and truly framed Rob Hepworth, who's Ryan's PE teacher. Mm. And when he crashes his car into him and he's going to him, are you all right, mate? Something else going on. Something else going on with you. You seem a bit stressed. I thought, oh, you sinister, sinister fucker. I know. Like, yeah. um, Little old sweet Faisal, the uh, pharmacist from mm, down the road. I know. I know. He He had a scary glint in his eye, though. Although is that thing, it's like they're in too deep. Just give up. Mm. You've gone too far. You've got an organised criminal gang that you're involved with and you just need to own up to it because otherwise it's just going to go. Yeah, it cannot get better. No, not at all. Like, not one bit. Um, And then obviously at the end of episode four, uh, Tommy Lee Royce escapes prison. And I tell you, that's some acrobatics he did to get out of that. I know, to get out of the dock. What do that, the dock, yeah. He, like, leapt and jumped and... He used both of the guards as a footstool (laughs) and then climbed over the screens and just left the courtroom. It did take me out of it a little bit, that, though, I said, because... Oh, because of the geography of Leeds. The geography of Leeds was off, so if you're not a Leeds resident, he he was at the Crown, what looked like the Crown Courts, and then he escaped from there and he ran a little bit down the street. But then where he goes into the corner shop and changes his gear yeah and puts his cycling gear on he came out up near the corner exchange and i thought you didn't run that far the thing is tommy lee where's the where's the crown court the other side like right past the so town know where hall. the magistrates court is i think that's, and that's what... just by the train station oh no so time wise he could have got 
to um, is it Vicar <laughs> this Lane? This is quite. He could have got to Vicar Lane and cycled past the Ivy. It proper took me out. But with that it. bit in the middle with the corner shop, I didn't recognise where that was. No, my other favourite bit where <laughs> well, my other favourite scene, and it was very harsh. What Catherine says to Claire <laughs> in episode five. <laughs> you bore me. <laughs> You bore me. I wouldn't We're not go alike. On... We've nothing in common. Oh, no. You bore me. It's like, I wouldn't go on holiday with you. I wouldn't go anywhere with you. <laughs> and that Neil yours, who Christ needs to clear his throat. He speaks like... I'm like... He's always had a voice like that, Has though. he? Yeah, he was in um, Queer as Folk in the late 90s, and he spoke like that. Well, wasn't he in Cucumber as well, actually? Yeah. That was another Russell T. Davies show. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just... But, yeah, just that scene and Claire's poor face is like, oh, my God, she's giving it to me here. And she, <laughs> I keep doing it, me and my flatmate, Connor. You bar me. It's like, you're coming out tonight. No, you bar me. Um, but, yeah, it's just... She's so harsh and she's got so many layers, Catherine. It's like she does everything to protect her family and then she feels so betrayed because she's been going to see... The big, her family have been taken ragging to see this person that caused her all this hurt and there's mm. all these complex nuances and everything to it and let's kind of move on before we get into kind of acting performances as well let's kind of move on to that final episode and going into it I was expecting well two things I was like Claire, uh, Catherine's going to die She's going to die. I was convinced. I thought she's going to get shot or something. Tommy on her last Lewis, day on the job. Yeah, he's going to give it to her and Ryan will see what he does and then wash his hands of him and then Tommy Lee Royce will get caught and then whatever. Mm. But, I so I expected that, but then I also did expect a lot bigger a kind of shootout or a, a lot bigger scene. So that's what I was thinking going into it. Mm. But what we got is quite a low-scale, long dialogue scene with yeah. Catherine and Tommy in their kitchen. No, I think... Which it, I think is perfect. It did really well as well to, set, to like, get us to that point because, obviously, Tommy's escaped court and he's um, got plans to get to Marbella or something next week. Oh, yeah. Never been on a plane. And then loads of, <laughs> loads of like, various gang members are moving in from house to house because, uh, obviously, he's got to... Lilo and keep out of the eyes of the law. Yeah. Um but it shows him as still as sinister as he ever was. It's not like he's just some good kid that was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um and he ends up killing three of the gang members and then he's just on his own and goes straight to Catherine's house. Oh, and that scene when he looks through the window. Oh, and she's sat asleep. And oh, she's yeah. just been looking through some old photo albums of Ryan and Becky, and she's a bit emotional. She's and exhausted then, as well as yeah, she? and she's knackered. And then she fell asleep in the armchair by the window, and Tommy Lee Royce looks through the window. And I've then seen all the memes in. of that. No, it's like someone will be like me, me meant to be doing all of my work, and then Tommy Lee is like my workload or something <laughs> there's like loads of that going about um but yeah just that full dialogue scene and it's almost like tommy seemed to have a bit of remorse for what he did but there was a bit of there was like dialogue in it that was funny when well you weren't probably meant to laugh but 
just the way Catherine's delivery of lies, yeah. you were like, I don't know, she's well, just I think so what was interesting dry, I guess. Is that that exchange that they finally got the opportunity to have after all of these years of hating each other. I feel like Tommy, that was the first time Tommy ever became aware that he'd abused Becky. Mm. Which is obviously crazy to any level-headed person. Like, mm. how can you not be aware that you're an abuser? But here he was. And then suddenly he was like, oh, shit. I can kind of see why you don't like me now. And actually, having looked through all your photo albums, I don't hate you because you gave my son yeah. a good life. Like, he's a psychopath, but to have that bit of remorse and kind of doing a little bit of a, a term where he's like I'm not going to be as horrible to you and I'm not going to hurt you because I've seen how much you've given to Ryan in my absence and all that yeah. kind of stuff and I just think it was an unexpected ending but an ending that really suited and it really f- f- like fulfilled yeah it wasn't like oh is that it is that yeah. how it's gonna you know like when line of duty finished last was it last I year? Know, I didn't watch but it. But loads of people were really disappointed. Mm. Um, and it, it, so disappointing, in fact. Apparently, they're coming back to do like a three-episode special to kind of fix the ending. To actually tie it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just... It's not what I was expecting, but I got exactly what I wanted. Yes. Um, it, did, it did really... It was really fitting because... I, this isn't my original idea, by the way credit to whoever tweeted it <laughs> <laughs> all of the evil men characters yes i've seen this their yeah. endings were all off screen what this did was center catherine yeah and claire and the women more important it made the women like it gave the women their ending yeah and it told you about all of the men that actually don't matter anymore than which the dirt on throughout the, the of episode shoe. even with all this going on she'd been kind of solving those other crimes as well on her very last day on the job as you know, well she was staying at that that woman who would shot a son in the back of the head in the previous season in the first season second so it was the first i think that was the or whatever it was um, I think it was the second. Mm, might have been um, and she's out of prison, and then she sees these fake diazepam. She's like, "Oh, there's something going on with them. I need mm. you to inform so and so." And you also notice because Faisal had been so thing- thingy about saying, uh, "Were they out of the box? Yeah, you were need they to out, get of them the, out of the blister, blister pack? Strip, the blister pack, which I'd never heard that saying, but it makes perfect sense. So I look like blisters. That's what it's called. <laughs> I'd never heard that, but." She, you know, solves that crime, solves something else. Like, and so that kind of ties up the Ryan's PE teacher mm. and Faisal. And to just kind of hear that, well, did you get him for killing his wife? Well, no, because it wasn't him. But we did get him because he had... Because he was a child. Uh, he had indecent, indecent images. images. And my flatmate, Connor, spotted something that was my, maybe a very little subtle hint to, to that coming. So when Ryan walks away from him in the f- in the final episode, he's staring at Ryan's ass. I know. My God, I didn't clock that. And I wonder like, if that's some- said, that like, has something to do with um, his daughter always always wearing her coat and never saying a word. Oh as well. God, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Mm, I was like, I noticed it the first time we met them, and I was like, I bet that 
becomes significant and it never gets explicitly it, revealed. You've explained it there, haven't but, you? Yeah, yeah joining those sense. dots. That makes sense. Oh, that's really sad. Mm. So that's why he was obviously so troubled because he was well, that was looking a, at that's another pictures thing. and all sorts. He also didn't see himself as an abusive partner. Like, I know he was well, don't obviously... a lot of abusers not that's seeing what I mean. Like, as... There's clearly a problem in the system when abusers don't realise they're doing something wrong. How can they stop doing something if they don't know they're doing it wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, education for all people needs to be better. Yeah. And that's just my hot take. No, I agree. I agree. Mm. And I think... Yeah, so that was him, and then they arrest, arrested Faisal on yeah. on the murder. And, you know, if I really wanted to be satisfied and they really wanted to lean into, to, I don't know, fan service, as they call it, I would have liked to see Faisal get arrested. But the way we've well, talked... at least the knock on his door. Yeah, but the mm. way we talk about how it put the spotlight on the main story and the female characters and... This story that we've been following since what 2014 with mm. season one, yeah, was a real kind of. When you hear that explanation, you think fair play, yeah, don't you? Yeah, but there was also hints that Happy Valley could continue in the future. Did you clock onto them? No. Well, Ryan says to the inspector, gives the inspector some intel, and he's like, "Oh, if you want to be a copper." or something like. Oh, I didn't take that as a hint. That no, well, I just thought, well, if back. they want to do further they could do it where right ryan is a police officer yeah and his grandma's kind of there in the background yeah so i don't think maybe that whilst this has been billed as the final season i wouldn't be surprised in if another oh, i think i'd almost be a bit disappointed if they bring it back for another i know but you know what happens though I don't think the BBC are particularly... No, they're not, that, they're though. not, but... Like, know. if it was a Netflix series, they'd do it to death. Yeah, they'd yeah. squeeze every last drop of life out or of Disney. it before they stopped it. But <laughs> I think Marvel the BBC will probably just find something new to, to get on. I yeah. Remember. I don't know where that sentence was going. Something new to commission. Thank you, yes. Yeah. Well, they keep advertising this show that's based in Leeds again after it. Oh, um... What's it called? Better. Is it called Better? Maybe. It's like... Whatever it is, but is it the key better? showcase in Yorkshire. And I'm like, oh, that's filmed right around the corner from And that building around the corner from ours. Um, oh, now a new flat. It was right in front of it, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah. And it was a great ending. I'm very sad to see the show go. Um, I would already hazard a guess that it probably will be in our top TV shows of the year, especially because it might be the only TV show you watch for the rest of the year. <laughs> um, so it'll definitely be on yours, but I could hazard a guess it was at mine. And I have said in the past that I struggle giving TV shows star ratings because quite often with it being long form, it's quite difficult to. Yeah, a lot but of the time it's like, this, this episode was five, yeah. but this episode was three. No. But this, no. Five. Yeah. Happy yeah. Valley is fully five. Yeah. Um, it's like how Andor would have said that started as a three. Do you think? But then by the end, it was a strong five. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would just like to talk about some performances before we end. Um, Sarah Lancashire, you are one of the UK's finest actors, I think, ever. Yes. The way... 
Sheen, you may be able to hear the Happy Valley theme tunes behind the scenes because my mum's visiting and she's on season two. And we keep saying, oh, we wish you could watch it for the first time again with I'm you. I'm so envious of people that watched just picked it. it up since yeah. the third season. Em and Josh again, they, they were just watching it as well, weren't they? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, very, very envious of that. But I generally think Sarah Lancashire is a phenomenal actor. I'd never, like... I always find it a bit difficult to kind of describe good actors because obviously there's a lot out there and mm-hmm. quite often in some of these reviews and, and bits we do, we'll say they're really good actors. Yeah. But she is just, she looks so tired and over it, but like really had skin in the game still. Um but all of them, to be honest, like I really like Siobhan, Siobhan Finneran as Claire. Yeah, you might recognise her from Benador. Benador. Well, the people were saying, "Oh, is the finale going to be where they all fly out to Spain and they'll have a Ben?" And Stop it turns it. out she was the <laughs> same character who was in Benador after all this time. James um, Norton, fantastic as Tommy Lee Royce. Yeah, he's very good. Um, you know, he's a type one diabetic. I didn't know that. And he's been doing a four-hour play in London and. The way he has to get through it is they have to put sugary snacks around the stage. So if he goes hypoglycemic, he just nabs one. That was me. I'd have little mint imperials all dotted around the stage. You wouldn't need type 1 diabetes to have mint I'll probably give myself type 2 from them. (laughs) Yeah, he he was in that. I think I might have mentioned this already, actually. Sorry for repeating stories. He was in Little Women. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember. I was watching that. it and I was like, I know his face from somewhere. And then you always it. do that. Yeah, I know, but I Where actually know clocked it from? this time. Where do I know them like, from? Oh and then we spend God. like 10 minutes on an IMDb page trying to see what, what And then the... it turns out I've never watched anything that the person's <laughs> Oh, no, I don't recognise that. Oh, no, no, never watched any of that. So I don't well, know. Well, anyway. But yes, all round fantastic. And so we... Oh, is that what you got your laptop case for? It's not my laptop case. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this the gaydar? Oh, God's sake. Right, let me just have a look. <sighs> oh, it's not very gay, this one. Do you not think? No. It's quite camp. It's not even really re- really registering. <laughs> oh, there's just a flicker when you go over some scenes with Sarah Lancashire and Siobhan Finner and chatting. <laughs> Yeah, there isn't actually a lot of LGBT. To bear in mind, a lot of it's in Hebden, the lesbian capital of the UK. Not a single lesbian in sight. Is there? I'm trying to think if there was. No. No. Bit disappointing on the gear, Dad, but, you know, we move. We do. And um, what else was I going to say? So you don't think it's... I always laugh at all... Not laugh, but that's a bit cruel. But all those really left-wing homosexuals who are like... All cops are bastards, except this one. Except Catherine Kaywood. Ka- except Catherine Kaywood, yeah. I've yeah. never seen that, but that's funny. If I start seeing that on my Instagram algorithms, I'll know my phone's been listening to you. Yeah, you will. So we. Do- I almost don't want to finish because I don't want to say goodbye to Happy Valley. Well, but I'm gonna what have I will to, say I? is we've always got iPlayer to watch it if you're ever f- feeling... <laughs> If you're ever feeling those withdrawals. Oh, do you know why it's called Happy Valley? Why? Because that's apparently what the police call the Calder Valley because of its drug problem. Yeah, apparently that is quite rife. Yeah. 
especially like prescription drugs now as well. So obviously, so it does. Tap it's very into well informed, so, uh, well researched writing. So Sally Wainwright, get writing something else set in Yorkshire, please, so we can all. And start if you are listening to this, watching it, we would absolutely love to interview. Oh yeah, we would. We would. We, we would. would. Um, right. Well, we best wrap up because we're off to the to see the Fablemans, aren't we? We are. And that's all for this time. If you've enjoyed this episode of Gays on Film, please subscribe, rate, and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. I was out of breath there. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Gays on Film Pod, and check out our Letterboxd accounts. Links are in the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts, especially, especially on this on one. this one, and especially if you're from Yorkshire. That would take you to the top of the list of the DMs. Um, so feel free. I can't speak. So please feel free to drop us a message. I have been Declan. And I have been Ned. And this has been Gears on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.